So you I get, want to do I get sports notifications on my watch I, because I, I care about sports. You know, I could care less about sports. I know. That'll be a whole episode at one point. What? Sports. No. You yeah, don't want me to do that episode. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's going to make everybody mad. I know. So you don't want me to do that episode? I do. It's going to make everybody mad. I don't care. Yeah, you do. You don't think I made everybody mad with the drinking episode? No. <laughs> I've not heard anybody say they're mad about it. I have. Oh. I haven't heard anybody say no one's talking to me anymore. Oh, okay. I, I've been ostracized. But nobody's that's a whole been, different thing. Nobody's been mad at me about it. So yeah, no, I uh, you didn't say anything bad. I did. Well, there you go. I guess moral of the story: don't say anything bad, John. So we're gonna do a sports episode. I'm not gonna say anything bad. I'm just gonna make everybody mad. I didn't say anything bad or unbiblical in any way, shape, or form. You said that you said all the bad stuff. You said you said bad stuff. I did. I said things that people disagree with. Yo, you said bad. You didn't say disagree. Okay. In the mind of a toddler, uh-huh. bad is often confused with the word disagree. Which toddler? Is this a Rache toddler? I've met your kids. Disagreements are often bad, too. No. Have you not seen their mother? I have. They live in a house of conflict. Disagreement is called breathing. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of disagreement, everybody... Wait, you didn't do the disclaimer. Sure, Adam. Watch this. Watch what? The there you go. You, he pushed the wrong button. You guys missed it. He pushed the wrong button. Hey, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. You pushed the wrong button. I did. I hit the yellow button instead of the green button because my microphone was blocking the green one. So I would like to say I apologize for that to our nice British lady. I just now pushed the golden and the green parts of my can. You did. So I pressed the wrong button, and that's okay. Okay. So thank you guys for being with us today. Uh, We are so excited to be here. We are getting ready for so much. We are? We are. Okay. He said so. We're getting ready to go on a cruise, dude. Oh, yeah. I guess that's, I mean, that's happening, yeah. Yeah, like real soon. Yeah, sure. Do you know how many things I have between here and then that I have to survive? You you (laughs) live by Google Calendar, so that's cool. I got like... Wait, I should pull it out and just see. How I don't. Many, I don't want to talk about your Google Calendar. How many? How many different things are happening between now and then? I am good. This I is, am. This is almost worth counting. Let's see. I, let's let's not, not count today. I'm not counting so, it. One, two. You're counting. Three. You're counting. Four. I'm not going to count Laura's uh, stuff. So, are you about to say you're too busy? No, I'm never too are busy. You sure, you're too busy. What Tuesday is that? Okay, I don't have anything there. Five. Technically, you have to count your wife's calendar, too. I'm not counting hers. You have to, because you were one. Six. Seven. Why eight. Why are you still counting? Nine. Oh, ten. I forgot about that thing. I've got, <laughs> like, I've got like 13 things this next week. And Okay, so so that's just going between now to the 17th. Not counting work. Oh, all mine's work. Or school. Uh, mine's school, too. That's cool. All those things excluded work or school. Okay. Yeah. That's just seven days. Not counting my wife's calendar either. So cruise, I'm sure it's happening if I survive that long. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> the rate I'm going. It's okay. Who knows? We'll take Laura without you. We'll be good. Hey, as long as you take her and the kids, then that'll work. Uh, just don't right. leave the kids out. Kamar? Yeah. What are we talking about? So, all right. So it's on the it's on our list here. Let me. I'm going to read it the way we put it on the list because the list is good. The list says supernatural versus scientific. Did I type that or you? You did. Okay, good. Just making sure because I didn't want to like not give you the chance to say why you typed it if you had typed it. I did not type it. Because that would have been very un, un that would nope. have been like almost as bad as a friend saying that you, your friends don't exist. You're all about this right now. <laughs> Two episodes in a row now. Continuity. Uh, Clay. Okay. Continuity. So I was talking to a coworker this week. Uh-huh. And the coworker told me this. Uh-huh. If you can't prove it with a photo mm-hmm. in a place I know, uh-huh. or prove it by me meeting them in real life, uh-huh. it didn't happen. You don't know about Chicago? I didn't meet him in Chicago. You said a photo. Of me with him in Chicago or you together in Chicago, yeah. a place I have been where recently? You saw him in Chicago. Yeah. You saw Clay in Chicago. Back when he used to live in Chicago, yeah. That you 
You used to live in Chicago. When? That was what, three years ago? Four years ago? I didn't even know you four years ago. I'm just saying. But that doesn't count. You said a photo in a place that you know. No. Yeah. I know, I know of Los Angeles too, but it's okay. not saying I know like that doesn't count. Oh, well, then I don't understand this photo in a place I know. I, I know. Thing. It'd be like, okay, look, he's at Kamar's living room right now at his house. Photo. Okay, I think we have a picture of him actually at our house. The house Here? we live in, yeah. Right now. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, when we finish here, I'll pull the photo because he nope, came. That's good. He drove up, what was that, about a year ago, and he stayed the night at the house and all that? Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. The, it's sooner or later, we're going to have So a, when I show you that photo, when we finish recording and I pull that photo, and I show you that photo, you will then acknowledge? No, because I'll probably say it's Photoshop based on, and I can find pixels that show it's Photoshop. But then, you, then you're you're not sticking with the actual own rules you just came You just said, no, no. a photo in a place I know. No, I can also prove things are Photoshopped. So then you're saying not a photo in a place I know. I said I have to be there. No, you didn't. I did. That was the second part. That's a separate one. Nope. It's two different nope. conditions. Nope, Clay's not real. See? So, so unlike I, the friends who say that, I'm the sort of friend who believes in you and your friends. I believe in belief in the people that people believe in. Well, I believe in belief, Ted Lasso. I'm just saying. All right, so let, let's start off because I didn't pick this. You picked it? And I'm going to straight up sure, say. Sure, yes, I picked I'm it. I'm going to straight up say, and this is going to drive you crazy. No, but not really. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I don't. I really don't. You will. Okay. You, I'm Actually, whether you do, you just don't realize you do. Okay. So Prove me wrong. This is a Kamar proves there is a There is a division that people like to drive, a wedge they like to put within life of okay. saying it's either it comes down to faith and religion okay. or science, and the two cannot coexist. Okay. That's not true. So you do care. I don't care. It's just not a factual statement. A lot of people say it is. Well, a lot of people believe in a lot of things that are not real. A lot of people believe in a lot of things that are real. But see, this is, this, is why, this is why it does matter to you. Because, it does matter. Because people who do that, they will then use that to discredit our entire faith as Christians. Yes, they will. There are fellow Christians who will use that to discredit a lot of what we take advantage of as people who enjoy technology, and they force this division. Um, take, for example, and this is going to make a lot of people less than happy, but it's just reality of it. Take, for example, a lot of people's arguments they use to defend vaccine hesitancy. Okay, sure. They will essentially bring forth this argument of science versus faith and make it about that when it comes to getting a vaccine for their kid. And I say this as a person who was never vaccinated. I got my first vaccine when I was 18. So I'm not saying this as a person who is like, I have a doctorate and I love giving people shots. I was the only person I knew of growing up who never got shots. But I also recognize that the vast majority of people who use, who, who say they don't believe in getting vaccinated for their kids, they say, I have a religious waiver. Yes. Because of my faith. Because it's easier to say. Because my faith is going to decide that that's more important than what you're telling me is the science. Okay. Um, and this is this is just one example of so many ways that people try and, and, and draw this false dichotomy of it's either science or it's supernatural. Okay. So you're selling me wrong. What do you mean? I don't, so don't care. You do. I don't. You've already said before how this is wrong. That's not true at all. There is no division in here. I, I'm not saying that from a sense of me caring. I'm saying that from a factual stance, though. That's No, that's your opinion. But I can, I'm going to have to say factual. No, that's your opinion. But, okay. All right. Well, I mean, prove to me. Prove to no, me that no, they... It's, I mean, how, how is well, it that... Well, to be honest, to prove you wrong, I would have to say that it's proven through science so that we go against the whole thing. So you I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So this, saying. Is a, this, is, this matters. This really does matter because... Then how do I sit here and say, I like having microphones? Okay, sure. But what, aren't you a man of faith? Yeah, I'm a man of faith. Well, but the science. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you 100% Sturgeon looking down from heaven. Mm. If he had, like, besides praising Jesus, he's looking down from heaven and going, man, I would have loved to have a microphone. My voice would not have hurt so bad. And yet, towards the beginning... There were churches that were divided and split over, well, we have a PA system in the church. Oh, yeah. There's still churches that will refuse to have electronical equipment in their sanctuaries. Because 
faith over science. Faith over science. Okay. And so this is a this is a thing, and and something that was recently said in my presence that I I didn't I I I will say in in full disclosure and out of love and courtesy, I feel like that the the heart behind the person saying it um, was not necessarily this argument. But I'm gonna, I'm pulling up my notes because I was in a I was in a study and something was said and it troubled me. That's the word. Is that the word? Yeah, that's the word. Troubled me. Um, it troubled, troubled is also another word for bothered. Mm. Bothered and trouble would be in the same sense there. Yeah, but I was troubled more than bothered. I, I wasn't sitting there like all, you know, Winnie the Pooh, oh, bother. No, I was I was troubled. I don't think anybody sits there <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh, oh, bothered. <laughs> Winnie does. Winnie he's the not, Pooh. He's not real. Prove it. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, Seriously? I mean. Well, he, well, he was not in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so he wasn't real. So here we go. Wait, what's Winnie the Pooh in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I don't know. I don't know. Here's the here's the statement. The statement was if it's not natural, then it's supernatural. Okay. And I wrote my notes. I'm like, ha. Ah, I get what you mean, but I don't and what I wrote in my notes was, does a statement like this set one up for an anti science, anti learning life? Technically it would. Because to me, I see that and I say, this is, this is dipping a toe almost in that, sure. soul, that whole way of thinking. It says, you know what, there's faith and there's science. And if I can't understand it just by looking at it, then it must be, it must be magic. It must be sure. supernatural. It must be a miracle. Or it could be that it's a natural thing that just needs to be studied more. Sure. Or, or it could also be natural and supernatural. I think, I think it, it sets people up for... A scapegoat is how hmm. I'm going to say. It gives them a way out without having to think too hard about something. Because yeah. I say that in the sense of this is in the sense of I, I – side thing I do, I build websites. Um, websites look pretty on the website mm -hmm. because of how they're designed. Yeah. But on the back end of it, it's nothing but gibberish. Yeah. Like if you photocopy the text that's actually used to build a website, it doesn't make any sense. Unless you know how to read it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if I printed that out for an Amish school kid and said, read this, it's just gibberish. It's yeah. not real things. But if I printed it out for somebody who's been at MIT or somebody else, like, well, that's just a simple web page. I mean, that's the color blue. And yeah. This is, right? Yeah. Because of that. So I think in the sense of when you, when you, Take statements like that and you, I'm going to say oversimplify. Mm -hmm. You then do education disservice and saying you can't. Because I don't know, I don't need to know. Yeah. I'm just, it, it's, it, it's very similar to the God card. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. the God card that pastors use. Yeah. We've all been with pastors. We've all been with people who say, I don't really want to do this. And the leader or the pastor or whoever's in charge of the ministry or whatever says, well, God said this is what we're doing, so we're doing it. Yeah. How do you argue against God? And and people do that. They're like, well, you know what? It's just supernatural. It's just... Yeah, it's... And, and I like that you said scapegoat because it reminded me of something else. I was in a conversation this morning. People were talking... This guy was talking about Leviticus and, and things like that. But the term scapegoat, a lot of people don't... don't who are listening might not know. I'm sure you, you are familiar with this as well. Um the, the idea of a scapegoat actually goes back to the Levitical system of how to deal with sin. Yeah. Uh, that you have these two goats. You've got the one that you're going to kill, and so you can have the covering of the sins for another season because the people are so horrible. Yeah. Then you have the other one that you're going to put the sins on, and you're going to say, all right, run away, goat, and you just send it out into the wilderness, and you mm -hmm. send it out essentially to the devil. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the devil's goat now. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> that's a great T-shirt. That's the devil's goat now. <laughs> I mean, but that's the... And, and so many times people do that with these conflicts of, okay, I've got a new conundrum in life. Well, I don't understand it. And it's either going to be easily understood or it's just God. And, and what I, why I think this is important, and I, and I really, I still, even if you'll never admit it out loud, whatever, I know this is something that actually does matter to you because you don't like it when people will sit there and say, I'm going to use X, Y, or Z excuse to not pursue knowledge. 
yeah. Or I'm going to say that anyone who does pursue knowledge must therefore lead lacking in faith of God. All right. You heard it here first. I agree with Kamar. This does matter to me. I apologize. So the name of this podcast is now, it didn't matter to John, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> now it does. Well, I mean, that, the only reason why I knew it mattered to you, John, because I, in my yeah, experience, I it matters to everybody. Yeah, it does. One I way mean, or the other. Because the truth is, and, and I, now this affects me a little bit more personally as a science teacher. Yes. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how many times people are like surprised to find out that I am a public science teacher and a pastor. Sure. And they're like, how can you reconcile these two? I find that so crazy. And the reason I say that is because of this. My best science teachers I've ever had mm -hmm. were devout Christians. Like, yeah. period. In any education I've ever been to, college, high school, yeah. middle school, anything. The best science teachers mm -hmm. I've ever had were always devout Christians. Well, even in the history of science. I mean, it's not like every scientist and every scientific discovery, they've all been theists. But the vast majority of scientific discovery has been done by theists. Sure. And and the foundational things behind all science, those were all theists as well. And some people say, well, that's just because everybody had to be a theist back in the day. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They, no, they, they didn't. There were tons of people. It was because as a theist, they recognized, you know what? God makes sense. So does life. And 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 so this is something that, that really it, it bugs me. And, and I think it bothers a lot of people because of the, the ones who abuse it. And so because we are who we are, yes. I'm going to choose to deal with the people who are more in-house for us than out-house. I'm not going to deal with the atheists. You know, I have friends who are atheistic people yeah, who will sit there and say science means you can't have God. I'm not going to go after those people well, so yeah, much. The majority of the people who um, listen to our podcast are not atheists. They're not. Exactly. They're not. They are. They're Christians, people, Christian people who know us or have met us yeah. or have been shared with they're, them. Another Christian. Is. Or, or they're or they're a theist who's not necessarily somebody who identifies themselves as a Christian, but yeah. they're like, you know what? I, I like listening to you. What you guys think? Because I there are people who acknowledge there is a creator out there. Sure. I agree. And. And my thing I have with them is that we shouldn't allow our recognition of a creator to stand in the way of people pursuing knowledge about creation. Okay. Um, and I'm going to kind of piggyback in now another topic we had written down that deserves further treatment than just a little side note. Um, but something else we had in our little notes of things to talk about eventually is, is about creation care. Um, and that's another pet peeve of mine that actually really ties in with this. Okay. Because along these same lines of you'll, you'll find people who live in this camp of, well, well, God, I don't need science. Well, well, God, uh, we don't need to study all these things. I have faith. Um, they also oftentimes are the same ones who have this just disregard for taking care of nature mm -hmm. and taking care of creation. Uh, well, it's all going to burn anyway, so who cares? Um, oh, well, you got to put this here for us so that we can live whatever life we want to live. And so you find this, this almost this confluence, as it were, of, of people who they use their faith to excuse mistreating creation. They use their faith to, to justify ignorance, willful ignorance in this world because they, they think that there's this wall and they don't realize that the pursuit of knowledge is a, for me anyways, and I think this to a degree with you, the pursuit of knowledge really just serves to grow my faith. Sure. Um, and so that statement really, I don't know, it, it, it bugged me because. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. And do you think, and I'm going to say the evangelical church. Okay. Because right now, the evangelical church of America is, in all kindness, messed up. And I say that in all kindness. Yeah. Um, because of what's happened in the last... 200 years. 200 years. But in really... <laughs> In reality, since the '60s, and segregation and desegregation and all that kind of stuff, and the human the human rights and everything like that, it's just it's been a continuous roller coaster of broken. Yeah, right. But the thing I'm I'm noticing with that with that statement, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure I know the guy who said it, and I, I think wholeheartedly I don't think he meant what it yeah, came out like exactly 100. percent But for me, the thing is, is we have put so much education on the backbone of the few mm. that we no longer are giving when we're no longer giving pastors books to read we're giving them bullet points yeah a a, a ministry education is now you can get a, a log into a, a website you get videos that will teach you the entire book of James mm -hmm. in 
four 30 minute lessons. Yeah. Right. Which in all honesty, it would take shorter amount of time to read James yeah. and to watch those four hours of videos. But the majority of it isn't even talking about James. It's just talking about talking. Yeah. We have taken the education and we've made it simple. We've simplized church education so much that statements like that do irk you, do bother you, yeah. because we've taken it where we realize that that's being said mm -hmm. and it's being it's being heard and then it's going to be regurgitated by other people back out. Yeah. And just like the old telephone game we used to play as kids, what's regurgitated is never comes out the exact way it was said. Yeah. So that's what's happening is things like that are being said and then transformed and reset yeah. and then it's changed a little bit. Yeah. Well, the issue is, is because it's not a solid foundation statement, it's being changed. It can be changed a little bit where it becomes crumbly is the way I was saying. So, so Wednesdays, uh, two Wednesdays a month, I'm working with the local police department on helping them have some sense of Spanish fluency uh, to better serve the community and this past Wednesday, we did an exercise where we were listening to, we were listening to songs in Spanish and I had the lyrics up there and I was showing them, you know, how music is a great way to learn a language. Yeah. Um, and we were picking songs where I was like, okay, let's listen to this song in English and then in Spanish. And the problem we found is that the vast majority of songs are completely different in Spanish than in English. Very much so. And it was, and I explained, I'm like, okay, so this, this exercise isn't as good as you might think because for most songs, the Spanish version isn't the same as the English version. Mm. And so you're not going to actually learn how to say a phrase in Spanish the way it's said in English because the Spanish phrase isn't the same as the English phrase. I agree with and, that. And I was telling like, this is why I, I don't tend to use, do translation because translation is, is, not, is not easy to do and things don't. And I, I said, this is, this is why you got to be careful with that because so much can be quite literally lost in translation. I agree. That you have an entirely different song, essentially. It's the same tune. It's the same person singing, but it's an entirely different song. Um, and, and that's what's going on. Like you said, this, this is a sort of statement that can easily be translated into, well, if it's not of God, then it's of the devil. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Well, because if it's not supernatural, then it's just natural. I agree. I agree. And I think that's the problem is, is we've taken these evangelical statements and we've turned them into banners. Yeah. We've turned them into wall art that hangs up there. And we, like, my wife loves a certain store that uh -huh. sells home decor and DIY stuff and is closed on Sundays. And I'm not going to say the name of the store. Okay. But you can walk up and down the aisles because we talked about not saying mm -hmm. the names of the store anymore, cause yeah. especially since this is not in the positive light. But you walk up and down those aisles. Do you ever go to that store? I mean, I, I go to not Walmart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so in this not Walmart store, <laughs> right, you walk up and down this aisle and a lot of the aisle has scripture verses up, mm -hmm. but it's not the full verse. No. It's a part of the verse. It's the nice part. Yeah. Right? But if you read the whole verse, it is completely taken out of context, mm -hmm. but because they took out this nice part, it looks really good hanging on your bathroom wall. Yeah. Right? Well, if you read the whole thing, it might actually help you to go number two because it so shocks too. you so much. Yeah. Right? Like, what? I'm done. But I think it's it's like um, a good a good example, and I've even taken this out of context because if you read the whole whole chapter, it it it's it can be taken out of context. That as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. Right. Everybody says that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The issue is, is everything it's talking about has nothing to do about actually serving God in the sense of dedication to faith or nope. anything like that. It's about. I'm going to raise up my sword, I'm going to go chop some heads off, yep. and I'm going to go be violent and aggressive and angry because I'm going to serve God that way. Actually, if you want to be extra extreme, yeah. and how people will probably be even more offended to hear, essentially what Joshua is saying is like, hey, look here, people, we got a genocide to do. I know, right? So as for me and my house, we we're going to genocide. We're going to go kill everybody. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to say genocide is good or bad. No. I'm just saying that'd be a more accurate paraphrase of the verse i'm gonna say i have not seen in my lifetime good genocide i'm not saying i have but i'm also not going to say that the bible is wrong i didn't say the bible was wrong so i'm gonna say i'm not saying genocide is neither good nor bad but that's the, but that's what i'm but, gonna simply say that's what he's saying but that's the thing is we put that as mantras on our walls <laughs> mm -hmm. in our house and i think that we are 
we are taking that up. And I think that's the issue is the grand issue that we are facing as, as the church, right? We are, we call ourselves the church, but we're not, we're the kingdom. We are part of God's kingdom. Yeah. And then the issue is, is we have made it where we're about the church Mm -hmm. instead of being about the kingdom. And the issue in that sense is, is we are then taking statements like that and we're turning it into a 45-minute sermon or 30-minute Bible study or hour-long Bible study. Mm-hmm. And we are then saying, all right, people, go teach. Yeah. Go train. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, we're going to we're gonna go. We're going to ask for your mouth. We're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Right? Well, and- but I'm not – not, and, and, and I've – I've seen that. And that's yeah. the thing is like, it's even as Christians, even as, and we don't mean to do it. Sometimes we take things so far out of context to make it sound pretty or fancy or hyped up that we lose the actual meaning of the verse. Yeah. And I think that is dangerous. Yeah, it is. So, uh, and I think when we get back to the science and spirituality, I think is the bigger issue I am seeing is, You're a smart man. Sometimes. I consider myself a smart man. Sometimes. We have different types of intelligence. Yes. Um, you can read a book and remember it. I can read a book and I read a book. Right? John can read. I can read. Um, but we just have a different form yeah. of intelligence. And the thing is, when we learn something, we learn it. Yeah. And then when we... I do not think God has said that it's supernatural in the sense of giving people ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think a great idea is like a, a good example is the computer. Mm-hmm. The guy who invented the first computer, it was, we were in a what this, 14 by 24 foot room. Or sure. So. That's not my kind of intelligence. I don't know. Spatial it's, reasoning. It's 16 by 24, 16 by 30. It's, it's a, it's a, a long, narrow room, okay? So we're in a long, narrow room right now. The thing is, is com- the original computers were in rooms three or four times this size. Yeah. To process what my phone does in a second. It's even less than that. Yeah, like, I know. I was being One generous. plus one. Yeah, right? I need a room. Right. So <laughs> the original guy who thought of that computer probably didn't see what we have on our phones. Yeah. And I think... In those sense, even if he wasn't a Christian, I don't remember. I don't remember the guy's name. on the computer, but even if he wasn't a Christian, I think that type of intelligence has been put on through by God to benefit His kingdom. Yeah, and I think we are losing sight of what the kingdom can do and what we can do as Christians for God when we put limitations on what we can and cannot use. So let me the 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 the, the way I'm seeing it, kind of. Um, is like we we develop these two camps, and we say you got to be either on on you know in, on red team or blue team, but you got to be on either red blue or red team or blue team. There is no pink team. There's no pink. There's no teal. Mm-hmm. There's no purple for sure. It's just red and blue. Why not purple? Because there's just red and blue. I like purple. Nope. Okay. You have to choose one of these two teams, and and I think that's one of those 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 things that we have projected onto Christianity that is not necessarily inherent to Christianity. And, and so something that, oh, how do I say that? Oh, man. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to say it. So one of the things that is good in other religions. <laughs> Which religion? Like almost all the other ones. So name one. Hinduism. Okay. So what's good in Hinduism? Or, you know, Islam. Okay. Or Buddhism. Okay. And Sikh. Okay. Pretty much all the other ones is the recognition of the existence of the spiritual neutral. Okay. That says that there can be spiritual things that exist that are kind of like this table. Or, you know, even better. I'll even better. I'll make some other people happy. Kind of like a gun. There are spirits that exist that are kind of like a gun. Thing is, is you just made other people angry because you're mentioning guns now, so you make no. Happy I'm, I'm making angry. those people who I made angry before happy this time. But you're making the people who are already happy angry. Maybe I don't know. 
Maybe not. So these it's not a pendulum. They, they, we don't have they, to swing back and forth. There are spirits like they're like a gun. Okay. Where what it comes down to is what hand is holding the gun and what that hand is doing with the gun to determine if that gun is being used for evil or good. Okay. And these other religions acknowledge it. In fact, even honestly, to a degree, this is more of a Protestant because even Catholicism has, has more room and space for this to a large degree of there are things in the spiritual realm which exist, which are essentially pieces to be moved on the board. Sure. Um, but oftentimes within our world, it's a nope, either it's good or it's bad. Or maybe it's just is and it's being used for bad. So or it just is, and it's being used for good. I agree with you 100% on that regarding those other religions, um, just so you're not the only one being thrown under the bus, because <laughs> apparently now you're a Hindu Islamic man. No, I'm, I'm not a Unitarian, but I mean, but it's it's one of those things that like was- No, no, but, but it's, but it's, I, I, I just said 100%. You know, right, and, so. and so this this idea of science or religion is another one of those examples of saying, so if it has to be supernatural, which is a whole other thing, because it can't be natural, and if I can't- I just obviously say this must be supernatural and it must be of God because it's quoting scripture to me mm-hmm. correctly in King James. <laughs> Therefore, it must be the devil. So let me ask you a question. Is that biblical? Is what I just said biblical? Is it biblical to be so black and white or is it more biblical to have a neutral? Um, I think that it's biblical to say that there is black and there is white and there's a whole lot of gray Okay. And we will live forever in black and white, but for now we live in gray. So here's the thing. Oh, that sounds like that'd be a great song. So here's the thing. Here's the thing I like. If you look at Paul, mm-hmm. Paul lived in the gray. Yeah. Paul wrote about the gray. But as modern Christians, we've turned it into black or white. Yeah. Only, only, <laughs> this is going to be sound so bad. I'm going to be in so much trouble, but I don't really care. <laughs> I'm the Hindu here. Uh, you're, you're the Islamic <laughs> Hindu, so it's okay. So I'm going to be the racist. All right. So A racist and a Hindu sit down at a table. <laughs> what could go wrong? That's the, so here's the question. Here's, here's my thing, right? Here's, here's what I have to say. Only white evangelicals can take gray, get all the black people out of the church, and make black and white. Well, okay. I no, will I will speak on behalf no. of the non of, the, of I, I guess on behalf of the white people. Non, I don't know. I will say that non-white people can do that too. I agree with that 100%. You, so you said only white people. I will say I that I said I white evangelicals. Even black evangelicals can do that too. Mm. And and I brown will, ones. I will honestly say in my experience with black churches. And this is my my personal experience. Uh-huh. They are much, much more understanding of the neutral than white evangelicals. Well, here's the okay. So, spoiler to that statement: most black churches don't qualify as evangelical. I know. So, black evangelicals can do that. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the thing: it's it's because on, I, I get what you say, yeah. but it, it, because it's a it's a cultural thing, and it's. It's a it's a it's a really hard problem, um, and I like I said it, it goes back to this idea of, of of science and religion. And again, like you know, we talked about this idea of of you know misusing scripture, the idea of it having to be these two polar opposites and extremes. And and I think that I think it starts from a good place in the sense that, like I said, we will live forever in a place of either black or white. Sure. Now. I'm not saying which one's good and which one's bad because depending on your cultural reference point, black might be the good one. Like a lot of people don't realize, but you know, in many cultures, white is the color of death. So, well, in all I mean, honesty, in nature, white is the color of death. Well, I'm just saying. So, I'm, 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 I mean, if you think of like, if you scientifically, I'm talking yeah, scientific but, side, what, ha- what color are you when you die? But in America, black is the color of death generally. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I, I'm no, just I saying like, like black and white, this is sure. eternity. And so I think what a lot of people do is they, they start from the place of saying, well, since eternity, we will be one or the other. We should live like it now, I agree. and that'd be like telling you'd be like saying to I don't know to Cora, my five year old. Well, Cora, since one day you're going to be a grandmother, start living like it now. 
<laughs> I could see her acting like walking around with I mean, a walker now. I mean, you, you get like, by your daughter but a like, walker. The, the thing is that that sounds comical because for so much of life we don't do that. We don't yeah. say I'm going to live now like I'm already there. But for so much of modern Christian American walk, it's a I'm going to live today like I'm already in heaven. I know, but I'm not in heaven yet. I know. I'm I on know. earth right now. But we talked earlier. We talked several episodes ago or a few episodes ago where we as the 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 mantra of how we are educating mm-hmm. churches and things like that. We are literally telling our people we need to go out and fight and arm ourselves and be ready and to, to take up God's mantle is take up the fight and whenever yeah. God needs us to. Well, if you read the book, spoilers, we never have to fight. Yeah. We, we are on the winning side. No, we are God's cheerleaders. Yeah. We are here on earth to praise God and to show people his glory. Yeah. And to live in this gray world for now. Yeah, for now. And and be a little respite that says, hey, this world may be gray, but it won't always be like this. And in the meantime, despite it being gray, I'm going to love you anyways. So side note, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think that's a great place to stop for that one. Uh-huh. But I want to add some other stuff that's a little different. That okay. I've been having a lot of questions. A lot of okay. people asking me. Because uh, you and I were at the same church when we started this podcast. Yeah. I'm not at that church anymore. Still love you. Still love all the people in the church. Uh, thank you guys all for the kind words yeah. and things like that. I still, my focus is kingdom minded. Okay. So I am a part of the kingdom. I love the people. Yeah. I talk to you guys on Facebook. I talk to you guys when I see you in public. We have dinner with you guys all. So there's no animosity. I want to say that because I've been asked, where are we going with this? I'm, I'm talking right now. Okay. Let me talk. A lot of you guys have said this. Uh, you've asked, where am I at? What church am I going to? I get asked this. This is a question I get asked. Okay. Every other day. Oh. I get a message. Hey, blah, blah, blah. What church are you at? And the answer to your question is this. I'm at the Kingdom Church. Oh, well, where's that at? Everywhere. Oh, okay. I am taking time <laughs> to replenish myself. I'm taking time to just be with God and travel to different places and learn under different pastors yeah. and just be a part of his kingdom and see his kingdom as a whole mm-hmm. instead of focusing on a small church. Yeah. I more than likely very within six months to a year. I don't know how long I'm going to take. I haven't decided. Uh, I originally said six months, but I may take longer now, but uh, I'm taking six months to a year uh, to do this because I think so often, especially in the area where we live, we become very territorial. Yeah. And I do not want to have that mindset as a Christian or as a believer or a Christ follower of being someone who is territorial in the sheep. Yeah. I want open range sheep. Like, you know, we have free, free. range chicken. No. I want free range sheep. Free range sheep. So. I wonder how good that would taste. I don't, I don't know. I don't like sheep. I do. I don't need sheep. It tastes good. So, but here's my thing. Side, side sheep eating story. I was. First time ahead. I had Laura try lamb because she's like, I'm not going to eat lamb because that's baby. And, and I'm like, but Jesus ate sheep. Jesus loved lamb. Like, like, like lamb was probably one of his favorite meals. And then I, I cooked it one day at her parents' house and I made it spicy. Like, I just like, I'm like, I'm going to, this going to be spicy lamb. I made it. And I remember her, she, sent, she was standing in her parents' kitchen and she was eating it and she was crying because it was so spicy. She's like, I'm so mad. I'm like, why? Because, because I'm eating baby and it tastes good. <laughs> so, uh, side story, the first, Crystal was feeding my oldest daughter lamb uh-huh. when she was at five or six. Yeah. And Crystal likes lamb. I don't, I've, I don't, I, it's too gamey. I don't like the taste. Oh, I got to make it for you one of these days. <sighs> I'll probably be allergic to it. It's like one of the few foods that you can, that like, but you even add, the most meat allergy people. You add things to things that I'm allergic, like you. No, I'll use things that you're not allergic to. Okay. But other side story. So. We're sitting there, and she's like, Naya, does that taste good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I said, I'm glad you enjoy it, Naya. You're eating baby Jesus. You're eating the Lamb of God. And talk about trauma. And she <laughs> she didn't eat lamb until last year. Yeah, you want to talk about trauma. Talk I know. about traumatizing children. I did. It was awesome. That's about the worst but, trauma you could do to your yeah, kid so, right there. I mean, I, one thing, we're talking about communion, you're eating back, Jesus, but a Actual meat. Back back to what I was saying. <laughs> I I am, I, I am, not changed my face, not changed yeah. my walk, not changed anything I'm doing. I still love God, still love people, still love Jesus. Yeah. I'm just taking time to to see the church, to visit the church, and just be be with God, to be places. Because yeah. I think 
I was talking to a friend, a coworker of mine who is from a, a Christian family in our area. And he said, I would love to see a time where we get to a place where no matter the church you go to, you can say, you know, I'm going to go over here to learn from this guy yeah. because he's got this thing I want to learn. And I'm going to go here. Like the concept, mm -hmm. like the church without walls, we've talked about that before. And I really believe in that concept. Yeah. But the free range sheep idea to me is like, okay, um, well, I'll give Pastor Richard's been on the shout out to Pastor Richard. Yeah. He's been on the, the show before with us and he's been teaching this, like a, he did a marriage seminar lesson at, at his church, mm -hmm. right? You you need some marriage counseling. You need some help and just a, a, a quick understanding of this where you can't go to counseling like you could. Here's what I need you to do. Six weeks, I want you to go to Restoration House, go yeah. to his church to sit under these sermon messages because yeah. you'll get a great idea. We're not doing that at our church right now, but I want you to say, yeah. go sit under that. Or if somebody's doing some type of series, yeah. to be willing to say, you're part of my body, you're part yeah. of my flock. Go there because you need this right now, yeah. and then come back to me. So as you, as you were saying that, because I was thinking, like, oh, we could ask this question about, you know, the um, this idea of free range, but then how are they being kept safe because you need a, a shepherd because sheep are so dumb in, in nature. Not people necessarily. Well, I mean, people are too. Yeah. But just the idea sheep are so dumb, there are no such thing as wild sheep because they're too dumb to exist in the wild. But then what you were just describing, it sounds um, actually similar to how a shepherd will, it's not so much free range sheep, it's a shepherd who takes his sheep out to pasture, mm -hmm. and then once they're done, brings them back into the fold when it's time to come back home. Sure. Um, and so that's not even, so that's, that's, that's less, to me, that's not necessarily free range that's just shepherding oh no see here's the thing though is that's the thing about if you think about uh, in the sense of free range like mm -hmm. a free range chicken free range chickens are still pinned in mm -hmm. it's just a giant pin yeah the sheep they're even though they're free range and we say go learn we send them to go learn under somebody yeah they're still for the better sense pinned in because they're still part of your flock. Well, see, I, As pastor, you're still reaching out to them. You're still caring about them. You're still doing the pastor aspect. Yeah. You're not saying, okay, you're not in my church anymore. You're the responsibility of this person until yeah. you come back to me. No, they're yours. But the thing is, is you're willing to step out of faith and say, he has something you can teach me or she has something you can learn from her. Yeah. Go there. And then let's talk about it. What I, I want to do that because people who don't know how the farming thing worked, they wouldn't have realized that. There's, these are still sheep with a, a shepherd. Yeah. Um, they're just, it's a, well, okay. So, I mean, I, it's a bigger plan. It's a bigger plan. Cause and then also the shepherds, not, the shepherds have to talk. It's not so, I mean, it's not so foreign to me. I mean, that's, you're already doing it. I mean, not just that, but I mean, I, again, I, I keep asking myself, okay, am I doing this because I'm weird? And I, so that happened today. Um, I'm doing something in my class. I'm teaching the kids and, and like, okay, so while we're doing this, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, I'm going to be standing over here. And the student said, and being weird? I'm like, well, yeah, that's all I can be. That's all I, I've ever been. Sure. I can't stop being weird. And the kids are like, yeah, that's true. Never mind. I thought I was going to be funny, but it wasn't. But, Harry, but, that's, but, but, that's but so thing. when I think back about me, this isn't me being weird because that's also how I grew up. I know. So, so the church I grew up in, um, now the limitation to a large degree was go to – any church that's black. Okay, sure. Because it was growing up in the black church and black church tradition. And so it wasn't just any church in the area. Now, I can tell you that that same church I grew up in, by the time I was in high school, it was no longer any church that's black because just how culture changed and everything changed. Um, but when I was younger, that's kind of how it was. But it still Those was that. wild 80s and 90s. But it's changed so fast, man. But it the still. The wall fell and things opened. It still was that, that concept that said pretty much within Southern California, there are so many churches that we establish with. We go and we do life with all the time. And so to me, in a way, that's that's kind of how I grew up. And and I don't know, did it, did it used to be like that around here too? And like, right, and right. like did they, the churches used to do that? The churches used to do a bunch of stuff together and it wasn't just denominations. It was across the denominational boundaries. Um, I have never seen as a large scale churches do things together. Okay. Um, in the beginning, when I was a youth minister, an early youth minister, but also late youth in mm -hmm. high school, 
we had what was called the HIM network. Okay. And it was the Hopkinsville Youth Ministry Network, HIM. Okay. Because, you know, Southern Baptists like acronyms. Sure. We do. We like them a lot. But, um, and the youth pastors would get together and they would do things. Okay. And help each other out. But it was all within the Southern Baptist denomination? Majority of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, every once in a while they would dip into, like, some non-denominational stuff, but this was like, this was like, this is going to sound really bad, but this is like the late, the early nineties, late nineties, where like the word non-denominational was like, it, it was like another acronym for like Holy Roller, right? Okay. It, from the, the Christian standpoint of, okay, you're non-denominational, you're a Holy Roller. So let's, eh, let's back up a little bit. That's not how it was for me. See, now for me in Southern California, non-denominational just meant Calvary Chapel. Okay. I understand. So that's an entire. That's like almost, that's, all that's almost polar opposite. Yeah, it's polar opposite. <laughs> like, but, that, but that's the thing. Um, but they had a network with the youth pastors. With a shout out to Joe Ball. Um, um, super excited to see you're back in Louisville with Kentucky Changers, um, but also with Joe Ball and um, Bill Halp, the person who married my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan Long, who was a public school teacher in the area for a while, but he's actually a worship leader at a small church here in town still, uh-huh. but those guys had this network and Steve Coleman also forgot Steve Coleman. These are guys who mentored me and worked with me as a young youth pastor that like, okay. It, and it was their youth were their youth mm-hmm. and they came together and it was, um, they did things together. Right. They met it's kind of like how you guys meet. Yeah. Right. On Friday mornings, they would meet weekly, but they just wouldn't meet weekly. They would also do things almost monthly with the two churches, the churches like this church would go here, this church would go here. They they were, it it was everybody knew in school because in that time, heritage Christian County in our area wasn't a thing yet. Uh, It was a thing, but it was like 12 students or whatever. Yeah. Um, UHA was still UHA and there, there wasn't a homeschool network like there is now. So the Christians found ways to band together Mm -hmm. in public schools to, to build those extra barriers for our students. Yeah. Um, so they did a lot, but I've never seen it where the big church, the churches themselves, like mm-hmm. the whole church would come together frequently. We talk so, a lot, we talk a lot of game, but we don't ever come to the table. Okay. So, and I think I found a connecting between the two. Okay. So, Free-range sheep that is not so much about having no pastor, having no shepherd, but is more about having this freedom of saying, I'm not afraid because you can go over there because I know those people over there, but I also know that, that I can trust you over there because I know you as my sheep, and they have something that you can stand to eat from. Um, and this idea that we don't have this this false dich- this fake dichotomy between it's either natural or it's supernatural, sure. but it can actually exist somewhere in between or a mix of those two. It's living in the gray. And I would say that that's, again, what you're talking about here is saying that, yeah. you know what? You don't have to be either in my church or out of my church. You can simply be of my church. Of my church. But And that's the thing, I think, with the sense of... I know several of the pastors you meet with, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll use this as an example. I have no doubt with the relationship you've built with, say, Ron Hicks mm-hmm. or um, uh, Richard Dixon or what's Dave's last name? Uh, Tucker. Dave Tucker or Brandon Boone or any of those guys, that you, you wouldn't have any sense of saying, okay, um, I have a family member in my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have part of my church family who is struggling with pornography right now we'll say pornography because it's one a lot of people can relate to and things like that right now dave has a great group that meets saturday mornings at his church to talk about recovery from pornography it's not like celebrate recovery it's just a group of guys Mm -hmm. who've come together and it's led by somebody i know and somebody i can trust to take that is going to be biblical in that sense you would you as a person i know you you would have no problem saying, all right, I love you, but you need to spend a little bit of time over there yeah. to help you here because we are not set up yeah. to manage this the way it needs to be managed. Yeah. 
just like he would say, Kamar's got this great thing going on about a kingdom study or whatever's happening right now. And I, I see somebody's needing to fully understand that a little better. Yeah. And I want him to, to see what it really means. Kamar, I'm sending them to you. Yeah. But that, that communication. Yeah. Right. And that's what I, that's what I want to do. When I go to a church, like if I go to a church and I talk to somebody and I talk to the pastor, I say, I was on staff at a church and right now I'm just traveling. I'm not trying to find a home. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm, I'm seeing God's big kingdom. Yeah. And to be honest, it's like driving cross country. Mm -hmm. You see so much and so little at the same time in the sense of, wow, that's neat. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, I know it, it, your church, you, the way you do Bible study, you have open discussion, right? Uh Um, we're going to wrap up in a minute, but I'm just checking these notifications. Yeah. Oh, we are, you have open discussion. Yeah. I went to a church in Clarksville that did that on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And that was a phenomenally cool concept to me. And I thought it was just weird. Like people were just being rude. Because if you were to go to a church, first time you're in a church and somebody stands up and starts asking the pastor a question in the middle of a sermon, you'd be like, what what just happened here? Yeah. But then you you talk to people afterwards and you're like, no, that that's the way we do it. We want... We want it to be a, a natural progression where if somebody has a question, it's answered because we realize a lot of those time those questions are from God. Yeah. And then when they get that question answered, they find greater growth in their spiritual walk. From what I remember hearing years ago, that sounds similar to how the Quakers do church. Yeah, it's, it's it was a vineyard church, so it would be very similar to that. Yeah. But it was very interesting. Um, I've been to vineyard churches, and it's the first time I've seen that in actual action. And it was a church about 150 to 200 people. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a small congregational church. Yeah. Um, but it was phenomenal to see and watch. Um, but then I went to, um, we we literally, we drove all the way to Louisville, which is three and a half or three hours away from where we are, to go to church, church we went to 20 years ago or 15 years ago, because we loved that church and we loved what they were doing. Yeah. And we wanted to see what they're up to. And we were, it's great to see that. And it was great to see they're still... They're, they're still the way they're doing things. And it's not the same as it was, but it's still the core. Yeah. And I think, but that's what the kingdom is about. It's about being willing as Christians and being willing in our walk to walk in that gray, yeah. to go where we need to go, to hear, hear what we need to hear, to see what God has to say, to really be a part of what's happening. And I think that is so often what is missing. So yeah. I wanted to put that out there. I know we it's kind of gone longer than I was expecting it to go. Ah, it happens but sometimes. I wanted, I've had a lot of questions, a lot of things popping up. Um, apparently, I'm a pariah. Like, no, no, no. Naraya's my daughter. Oh. Per Naraya, you're still a good guy. Apparently. But whatever. But yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I've been, I've been hit up with so many different things, so I just wanted to put that Mariah out there. Mariah Carey won't be on the radio for another couple months. Yeah. It, well, it almost Christmas time. But I just wanted to put that out there, and I love you guys, and uh, I truly am blessed to keep doing this. Uh, we've got a lot in store for the rest of the season. The yeah. season is coming to a close in the next... X number of weeks. Next number of weeks, month or so, two months or so, I don't know. X, is a, X can be anything. X can be anything. But um, <laughs> unless it's by faith, and X would be an X. True. Yeah. See you guys. Love you guys.